Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 580. 580. If you'd like to have a copy of it, we'll give you one. Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. They're free. Please specify if you want a CD or an audio tape. Uh, this includes the postage and handling as well, so you don't have to worry about any of that. Just uh, let us know where you live. Uh, we're not going to um, bug you. As a matter of fact, people bug us for this literature, and uh, they keep calling us and asking for more and more of it all the time. Amen? Amen. So don't worry about us hassling you with phone calls or uh, envelopes that say give tithes and so on. We let the Lord deal with you on tithes and offerings. You don't hear me making any plea. I just read the scriptures uh, once in a blue moon to you that if you want to be rich, if you want to have a uh, hundred times more than what you have, hey, then you tithe. That's between you and the Lord. If you don't, of course, you're robbing God. So I have today some uh, a very strong message. I have uh, letters and music. But let's go uh, to God now and ask him to anoint this program. Number 580. I've done over a thousand messages on the topics that I'm speaking about now uh, as of late and I've done thousands of other messages in my life that are available to those that are hungry to know the truth Father anoint me uh, anoint my, and open the hearts and souls and spirits of our listeners uh, Lord that they can be saved and also to the body of Christ uh, which is not religions. I'm talking about your body, Lord, the ones that really believe that there are not to be wars and that we're not to use carnal weapons, uh, that we are to pray to you and you will uh, do what you will with the people in the world that um, continue on in sin and continue mocking you. Lord, I pray this, and I pray that you, through your spirit, through your word, that you will rebuke Satan every way there is. Lord, and uh, open doors for us and close the doors to every satanic being on the face of this earth. And I ask it in the name of Jesus, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, now, I had uh, Marty Robbins was singing at our restaurant in Elma, Arkansas for two days. And we had to turn hundreds of cars away because he was a very big draw there. He's probably the number one at that time, the number one uh, country singer. Uh, he had El Paso and all this. And uh, we used to visit with his wife at the Full Gospel Christian Business Meeting in Nashville when we'd be there. And uh, we'd sit and talk with her for a long time, and she told us that Marty wasn't saved. So when he came down to sing at our restaurant... Uh, I we took him over to our house in Dyer, Arkansas, and I witnessed to him there and prayed him through. So he's going to sing for us today, and now he's Brother Marty Robbins, all right? And he's singing uh, to you uh, and for you this song, There's Power in the Blood of Jesus, because it was the blood of Jesus that took all his sins away and my sins away, and if you're saved, he took your sins away as well. Okay, there's power in the blood of Jesus. 
Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you o'er evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-given flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. Would you do service for Jesus your King? Amen. 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 Yes, there's power. The answer to that is yes. Oh, praise the Lord. All right, Marty Robbins. Oh, I'll tell you, when Cleveland, Ohio, I was driving my car, this is before I was saved, and uh, I heard El Paso come on the air, and I couldn't believe it. It was so sensational uh, back then. It was in the, uh, I don't know, probably the 50s, yeah. I had to pull my car over on Lorraine Boulevard. I was going over to the gym to work out and parked it just to listen to that song. Uh, this uh, is a fantastic writer and singer. All right, now we have some letters today. Where's the first one from, Sharon? From Nigeria, Africa. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, I bring greetings to you. May joy, peace, and God's grace be increased unto you and your family and the entire ministry through God the Father, Jesus Christ our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter and our helper. I received some Christian literature and the Messiah book you sent to us. I thank you very much for what God is using you to do in the lives of people. Your ministry is reaching people through the gospel you preach in your literature, and we of the above ministry cannot pay you back. Neither will other ministers and their ministries be able to pay you. Not only our literature, but on radio. Amen? Amen. Uh, we were on uh, television for 10 years until we got a little too rough for them. You know, they have codes on the TV that you can't say anything negative about the Antichrist. So that goes to show that the Antichrist is the one that's making the rules. Amen? Amen. He's making the rules down here, but God has set the rules in heaven, and he says that none of these Antichrists are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That uh, It makes me happy that Satan is not going to be around anymore up there. It's sad that people follow him, but, uh, you know, 
I'm not going to sympathize with them if they don't accept God Almighty who created them and died on the cross for them and uh, went to hell for them and then ascended out of death, hell, the grave, conquering death, hell, the grave, uh, the world, uh, sin, Satan, the world, and all the lusts of the world. If they don't uh, trust in him as being the power, then uh, they deserve, according to God, to go to hell and then to the lake of fire. Okay, let's finish here. Neither will other ministers and their ministries be able to pay you, but the Almighty God, who called you and is using you to reach people, will abundantly repay you here on earth and in the world to come. He will give you eternal life in his kingdom in Jesus' name. We give the literature you sent to us to our new members, and we also share it when we go out for evangelism. When we are sharing the literature, some people think we're selling it because the literature is so beautiful, but we tell them it's not for sale, it's free. I gave the literature to a young man, and after reading it, he said he was afraid of the earthquake that will soon hit the world. But I told him, if he's serving Jesus, it will not affect him. Right. If we fear God and keep his commandments, that's the whole duty of man. If you fear him, you don't have to fear Satan or any of the destruction that the Lord is going to pour out upon this earth. And he's going to, I just gave some messages uh, the last two days about God is a good God, God loves, but he also is very um, exacting. He uh, tells us if we do, uh, if we eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that we will surely die and spend eternity in the lake of fire. So he tells us uh, the difference between the wrath that he had people of the Lord uh, do upon evil people, like uh, the creatures that uh, the Lord had the children of the Lord go in and uh, conquer the place and kill the people because they were killing their babies. They were murdering their own children as burnt sacrifices to another god. That is no God at all. There's only one God who created everything. And so God doesn't like the people of uh, that are sinning in this world after and then mocking the gospel. You hear different comedians mocking gospel and say there's no heaven, there's no hell. Well, I know there's a heaven and hell or I never would have given up my Beatles album. I still have a Beatles album and I wouldn't sell it at all because those people said they're more popular than Jesus. And I just will not, uh, maybe they're not more, uh, maybe the Lord is not that popular, but it doesn't make any difference uh, because the people of the world during the time of Noah never thought the gospel was popular either. And therefore they all drowned with the exception of Noah and seven other people. And, Most of the people of this world will burn up because they uh, just think it's funny to mock God. They think it's funny to uh, say it doesn't exist. Well, I know it exists because I've seen heaven, I've seen hell, I've seen Jesus. And I know if I saw Jesus and he was talking to me, I know that he's alive. Amen? And he said, I was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore. In the book of Revelation, he says that. And so, say nobody, these uh, mockers say nobody ever saw anybody that came back. I have. I've seen Jesus. Amen? And the Apostle Paul saw Jesus. And there are like um, thousands of people 
I know a group of people, uh, uh, it's a duet, Pat and Lolly Vegas. They're both brothers in Los uh, Angeles. And after I was saved, Lolly came over to this little shack that Sue and I were living in behind a gas station on Coinga Boulevard. And he says, look, I hear you can tell me some good things. And I told him my testimony, how that I saw the Lord and um, how I got saved through signs and wonders and visions and dreams. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in the ministry. You couldn't pay me. Uh, you couldn't pay me love nor money to be in the to take the abuse that I take and have taken these past over 40 years now in the ministry. I wouldn't do it for love nor money. But I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that Jesus is alive and that uh, the Bible is alive as well. It gives me strength and has given me strength for all the different persecution that I've been through. When I was in the jail uh, on false charges in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, some FBI people came in. They were real tall guys. They must have been about six and a half feet tall. And uh, the warden came up and asked me if I wanted to see them. He said, because they're talking about some rotten meat that got sold to them through somebody that attended my church. And I said, I don't know anything about the things that they do uh, for money. Uh, how do I know anything they do? I'm so busy reading the, and praying to the Lord so that I can have the upper hand on this Antichrist cult government. Uh, which is, is the headquarters are in Rome. And uh, they said, well, do you, they still would like to talk to you. So I went down, and they said, uh, they had smiles on their faces. They said, we don't want to see about any meat, rotten meat or anything like that. We just wanted to meet you because we've never seen anybody with the tenacity that you have. It's obvious that you would take a bullet for the Lord, that you will preach the gospel to the death. And I didn't know if they, they locked me in a cell with him down them downstairs. I didn't know if they were there to shoot me or what there, but I just said, Lord, I commit my soul unto you. If you're going to take me now, I'll just praise the Lord. Because I would um, rather be there in the kingdom of heaven than here, because I've seen it, and it makes this mud ball that we call earth down here it uh, and God calls it earth it makes it look dull heaven makes earth look so dull and everything in it is made out of dirt the pictures on the wall they all all the materials that made it the bookshelves the chairs everything came out of the dirt and everything looks like dirt to me after I saw heaven it is so beautiful that there are no words to describe how beautiful it is. The Bible says that um, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, uh, nor has it entered the thought of man, the heart of man, the beautiful things that the Lord has laid away for those that love him and keep his commandments. Now, love is the keeping of God's commandments, and he said the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. And so um, it's wonderful, you know, that I saw the Lord. I saw him. And I saw the way that Susie and I will look. I saw us. 
in the kingdom of heaven. We looked like we were about 16 to 19 years old, and we looked eternal, and we looked... I was frightened by the way I looked because I looked so arrogant up there. But uh, I was arrogant because I... uh, It's not arrogance, it's just that I know that God is right. And therefore I tell people about... I come on to you that I know what I'm talking about and I know that God is real and that his word is real and that you ought to listen to it because it's, you know, you may not like the way I comb my hair or the way I look or uh, in any way or manner, but you better listen to me because I'm telling you the truth. I'm the one that God has sent here, and I'm the one that's showing you the difference between what the government is doing today and what the Lord says for us to do today. The Lord said that we're not supposed to do as his people did in the day when they went in and slaughtered the people at Jericho. He says, because back then, uh, the children of Israel were told to go to war with sword and spear, and they did. But in the New Testament, because now that the Messiah has come and gone up to the kingdom of heaven and sent his spirit into us, there's uh, the Lord never changed the law. The, the moral law is still intact. No one can keep it until the spirit of God enters you, and that's why it's impossible for you to go to heaven if the spirit of God is not in you. And I would say I've seen so many people fall away that didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They went into the prayer room and they faked having the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They started talking what they thought, just mumbling, and it wasn't really the Holy Spirit. And they fell away because the Bible says you'll have power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And these people today, the government is uh, saying, saying that, well, you know, God had people go and kill all kinds of people and everything. Yeah, wicked people that were sacrificing their children by murdering them, offering up to other gods. But you people, you are the people that are doing that, and so God is going to destroy you now. He's not going to send us in to kill you, because though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh like the people did in the Old Testament. Okay, we don't do that anymore. This is New Testament, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. Well, you say, you read that yesterday and the day before. Yes, and I keep hearing, you know, when you turn on rock and roll radio, pop, 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 pop. And so you people keep saying, repeating these chants in the Catholic cult, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. How can Mary pray for you when she's dead? Amen? Amen. The Lord said it's appointed unto man and woman once to die, and after this, the judgment. And so they keep repeating that. So I'm repeating this. We no longer use guns. That's why we don't have guns, bullets, knives. We have forks and spoons. Okay? but uh, And we have butter knives, and of course we have in the kitchen knives, but we don't use them for killing, for though we walk in the flesh, we're still in the flesh, but we're sitting with Christ in heavenly places, 
we do not war after the flesh. We don't uh, go into places at uh, abortion parlors, where I mean, I call them murder parlors, where they murder innocent children. We don't go in there and knife everybody or put spears through them, but we pray to the Lord to do something to them, to those people that do that. We pray that their souls will be saved and that they'll stop doing it. And if not, Lord, take them out. Right? For the weapons of our warfare, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Weapons of warfare are not mighty. When God comes down on, say, New Orleans, or Nolens, whatever you want to call it, you natives over there, the place is full of black magic and voodoo and drinking hog's blood mixed with vodka and things like that. When the Lord comes down and annihilates you, you build, but the Lord will knock it back down again because uh, you're evil and you don't repent. You're Catholics over there. That's why they call all the different parts of the city different parishes. You always notice these Catholics have huge tombstones because they figure that if the bigger the tombstone, the more they're going to be in heaven. No, you only go to heaven if you're washed in the blood, filled with the Spirit, and you are uh, keeping the commandments of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And continue to the end. But for our weapons of, um, of our warfare are not carnal. They're not like Bill Clinton uses or Mr. Bush. These people are uh, trying to deceive people, and they are deceiving people. They've deceived the whole world by telling them that we have to go over there and put everybody, make them think the way we do, the way that the Antichrist does. This is democracy. It was like democracy in the day of Noah when everybody believed the wrong way. That's why they all were torn to pieces by the Lord. And um, see, Noah never caused a flood. Amen. Amen. He just built a boat. The Lord killed them all. All right. But so we don't need to kill anybody. That's where we're back in the days of Noah now. Uh, So as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the last days before the Lord comes back. Amen. Amen. Because he drowned them then, but he's going to burn them up now. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We don't even have a cap pistol or a water pistol, or uh, replicas of rubber knives or anything like that. Because, and the government keeps trying to tell everybody that we don't, but we believe the Bible. We don't have that sort of stuff over here. We don't want to wind up like Waco. Those people had guns. I don't believe in that, but I don't believe they did anything wrong. I mean, outside of that. But they weren't using those guns, they were selling them. And I don't believe in selling any weapons of warfare, carnal weapons. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's our warfare. My warfare is not carnal. My warfare is spiritual. My warfare is mighty through God to the pulling down. So God is the one that pulls down um, the strongholds in the world. And But we have to pray for him to do that. And we have to pray to him to cast down everybody's imagination. We have to pray 
to the Lord that we have the we receive the power that we receive that we have to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and uh, that's why I come against the world government because we have to uh, tear these things down because they exalt themselves against the knowledge of God they say that Word of God is no good. So they say our way is good. The Antichrist, the devil's way is good and his knowledge is good, but not the knowledge of God. And so I, therefore, I tear these devils, um, their uh, knowledge, their uh, evil, wicked knowledge down. And, and I put the knowledge of God above theirs and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of the word of God, to the obedience of Christ. Christ is the word of God. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. How do we uh, to avenge all disobedience? We let the Lord talk through us, just like he's talking through me right now. And to cast it down. And all the sluggards that are not only all over the world, but in my own church. They're sluggards here. They're sluggard it. But we're only to do that to uh, have in readiness to avenge all disobedience when we are totally obedient to the Lord, when our obedience is fulfilled. In other words, when your obedience is fulfilled. Don't be calling the world to order unless you yourself your life is in order with the Lord. Amen? Yeah. Okay, now continue with this letter. Please, sir, I kindly request ten Bibles for our new converts and some more of your literature, such as Dry Bones, Earthquake, and others. I also need some of your T-shirts. Thanks. God bless you for all the money you are using for God's work. In Jesus' name, your brother, Pastor Nwachukwu, from Benin City, Nigeria, Africa. Okay, so, yes, we are spending over a million a month on the gospel. Do you know how much it costs to send a letter out? How much does it cost to send a letter? Over 40 cents. 41. 40, huh? 41 cents. Is it 41 cents, Sally? Yes, sir. Okay, so it costs over 41 cents, but when we're sending mail overseas, it is astronomical what it costs. Big boxes full of literature, Bibles, and uh, Messiah books. And so... Uh, we are spending over, uh, it must be about 130,000, a month on radio. And then, uh, to print the literature who runs into thousands every month. And then to get vehicles to go out and distribute the literature costs thousands every month. And to put people up into hotel rooms and pay their food. And then to send all the millions of pieces of literature out that we send out costs hundreds of thousands of dollars and then we have places for people to stay when they're here uh, they come to serve the Lord as long as they keep the rules here and keep all the commandments of the Lord well then we provide a place for people to stay a lot of people may picture it as jails or something like that but they're very nice houses yeah. and they're very nice apartments and they're very nice uh, trailers we have all sorts of different uh, living facilities 
And for single men, we have dorms. And for single women, we have dorms. All right. And so, you know, we're doing it the right way. All right, people. And now, uh, did you finish? I have another letter. You've got another letter? You do? Yes. Wait, my, my, my. Okay, well, let me hear what they say. Where are they from? From Ghana, Africa. Okay, let me hear what they say. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, my heart was full of joy when I took my pen to write you this letter. How is your health and that of your ministry and your family? I confidently know that you are so healthy by the Almighty God. Well, you know, I must be getting old because people are so concerned about my health. They never were when I was young. <laughs> All right, I'm fine. All right, then what else? Hope you are too. I pray that you are. Then what? My ambition of why I'm writing you this letter is that I have read a miraculous book which was sent by you to someone as a gift from you. It is called The Messiah. Yes, and that Messiah book, I'll send you one of them also. This is a book that I wrote. And it's uh, very clear as to the 333 prophecies of the Old Testament. Uh, and we have it in many languages. Polish, uh, Spanish, uh, Italian, French, uh, of course English, and Greek. And we so many different languages. Name some more of them. Uh, Portuguese. Uh, Portuguese. Arabic. And what else? Chinese. Chinese. Hebrew. Hebrew. Korean. Korean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and many others, all right? So, send for is free. Okay, then what? It has changed me from being in a traditional religion to being a Christian. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Matthew twenty four thirty five. That's for sure. Then what? However, I don't have a Bible to learn from, so in this case, I need one, because I want to learn and know much more about no Christ. No problem. I'm sure it's already on its way. I hope you will give one to me because Jesus said if someone asks his father for bread, he will not give him a stone. He sure did say that, and that's why we do send Bibles everywhere to anybody who wants one. Then what? Thank you, and may God bless you. Yours faithfully, Samuel Wiradu from Debosi, Ghana, Africa. Okay, so, uh, amen, praise the Lord. Thank you for all these letters you people send in. It's really good for us to hear, you know, when you get saved from the literature or the radio broadcast. Okay, now God's promises are restrained. God gives the promises and then he holds them back. It depends on if you're doing the will of the Lord. So let's read from Deuteronomy. What chapter are you in? 28. Chapter 28. So we read the promises of the Lord that go to those that keep his commandments. Now we're going to read the promises of the curses that will happen to you if you don't keep his commandments. And when God talks, you better listen, because everything he said, when he told the children of Israel to go to Jericho, and uh, he said to kill everybody there, uh, except Rahab the harlot, because she, uh, she had faith. She had faith that the children of the Lord were of the Lord. So we call that chapter uh, the, the faith of Rahab, a common harlot, shall enter the kingdom of heaven before self-righteous churchy people enter in. That just dress so neat and nice and proper. But if, if they, um, if they uh, were asked to hide the two spies, they'd immediately call the Antichrist government agencies and turn them in. 
but not Rahab, and therefore she is found to be in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is mentioned in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. It said that Solomon, or Salmon, uh, married her. Amen? Amen. And they had a child, and what was his child's name? Boaz. Boaz. And her name, Rahab the harlot, who was converted because once you are converted, if you were a prostitute or you did uh, pornography or something and you saw the light and you repented and asked Christ to wash all your filthy sins away and he entered into you, you're no longer a sinner. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You're a son or a daughter of God. Amen? Amen. A son of God. So sons of God are not sinners. Amen? Amen. Okay, so uh, let's uh, read uh, why uh, we have so many promises of God. He promises those that believe, this is a promise, shall absolutely be saved. And those that doubt this is coming from Jesus are absolutely damned to hell and the lake of fire. That's why it's so important for you and I to read the word of God and believe it and do what it says. Amen? Amen. Because God isn't a kidder. He's not uh, uh, jiving around with you or myself. And, uh, you know, if we read the seventh chapter of the book of Joshua, uh, the sixth chapter tells him you are to uh, take, uh, destroy everything, burn everything up in Jericho, men, women, and children. Because the children were raised to be idol worshippers. Oh, God, we don't like God now. Well, if you don't like that, God doesn't like you either. And so, uh, tell me, is it going to hurt God if you don't like him? Or is it going to hurt you if he doesn't like you? Yeah. Okay, anybody who's got any sense uh, would know that you don't hate God. I hear all these people on the Supposed to Be Christian channel saying, Oh, we were so angry at God, we shook our fists at him. You simpletons, if you think that's a good testimony... Uh, it's obvious you don't have the fear of God and you like it. You enjoy talking that way. Well, you're not going to enjoy it if you stand before the Lord. But we, we repented. We repented. Well, if I were you, I'd leave that out of the testimony. All right. Okay, let's go and tell some of these promises of what uh, the Lord is going to do for people that hear his word and then don't do it. They don't receive it and they don't do what he says. Go ahead. Verse 15, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. In other words, if you read his word and say, eh, it's nothing, then what? To observe to do all his commandments and his statutes. That means to do what he says. Not just go to church and listen to the pastor or the preacher or the teacher, and then just walk away and start living your life the same way it's always been. Because look at what God did to Jericho and there's hundreds of other instances where he took people's lives. The 
The reason I'm saying that because I'm telling you uh, how uh, severe God is. He's a good God. He's a God of love to those that love him and keep his commandments, but he's also a severe God and a God that hates and destroys. He says, I make alive and I kill. Okay, now let's hear some more. If you don't listen to him and do what he says, then what? Which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Well, this is promises, isn't it? He's promising that he's going to curse you. Amen? Amen. Those that believe shall be saved. Those that disbelieve shall be damned. So promises, kids. Okay, then what? Verse 16. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Yeah, there isn't anything good that's going to happen to you, whether you live in the city or out in the country, out in the field. Okay, then what? Verse 17, cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Yeah, uh, you got a store, you got a storehouse, a pantry, and all of a sudden God can make bugs go in there and destroy everything that you got. And it calls rust, the cans to rust and everything. Then what? Verse 18, cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy... your children will wind up being freaks, mongoloids, and all sorts of different things. And you hear people that had sinned terribly, and then they have a mongoloid child, and they say, I know that the Lord just did that to me, uh, to um, saddle me with that, because, you know, he wanted me to show mercy to this mongoloid, or this freak who was born without arms, legs, or eyes or something or maybe one leg or have like 15 toes on each foot freaky stuff for sinners their children will be cursed the Lord said okay I didn't say that that's the Lord okay you gonna get mad at him come on go on put up your dokes Let's go to Duke City. We're going to Front Street. God, because I'm going to knock your teeth out. No one ever knocked any teeth out of the Lord. Hey, you're not going to either. You're just a little piece of clay that's got a bad attitude, a bad understanding. Okay, then what? Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land. Okay, and yeah, you try to grow something that's not going to grow? Good. So that's a promise. Then what? The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Yeah, so your cattle are going to be runts and everything about them is going to be cursed. Then what? Verse 19. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Keep going. Verse 20. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do. Look at all the diseases that are in the world today. There's uh, hundreds of new diseases that uh, people, that the uh, people that are in pharmacies, they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to cure AIDS or cancer yet. They don't know how to cure uh, Ebola or all. There's so many diseases I can't even name them all. There's at least uh, 38 new ones in the last. Uh, three, four years. And the animals are now attacking. They used to be afraid of us, but now animals are attacking and sea monsters are attacking people that fall into the water. 
if I were you, I wouldn't play with porpoises anymore because uh, I've seen where they chewed up a bunch of people, come over and pet them on the nose, and they bite you on your behind and tear you up real good. Then what? Until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings. Whereby- perish quickly. Did you ever hear, we've uh, heard people that left this church and a doctor told them, you're going to die in five days. And they said, what? And they died in five days, just as the doctor said. That's quick, amen? amen. You're going to die quickly. Then what? So if I were you, I'd pay attention to the Lord. He, his promises are true. And they're for sure. Then what else? Because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Yeah, you don't do anything. You just uh, play all day long or uh, watch TV all day long with uh, no desire to learn anything or to show the fallacy that's happening in the world today, but to just enjoy it, you know, just sit there and eat popcorn and things like that. Then what? Verse 21, the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee. Pestilence, these are these diseases today. Look at all the people that are got diseases. I say one out of three or four people have uh, AIDS. And they've got syphilis. And they're, uh, a lot of them are crazy. They're, most of the people on earth now are insane. You see them talking in circles. Even the presidents of the United States are asking the general public, what should we do? What should we do? When I already know what to do, and anybody that knows the Bible and knows it correctly, they know what to do. Amen? Amen. There's no big problem with that. Then what else? The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. Yep. Pestilence is diseases, infirmities, and sicknesses. Lung disorders. uh, All kinds of diseases are coming back that they thought they had conquered like tuberculosis and things like that and look at all this stuff and not only that you've got this um, this germ warfare that's jacking people up all those people that went over uh, during the uh, desert storm when I was in prison for the gospel's sake on a false IRS charge there was one of the correctional officers over there that could, he said he didn't have one moment of peace and there wasn't one moment where he didn't feel pain from the poison gas that they were trying to give to the enemy and it blew back in their faces and they're all jacked up and the government doesn't give them any money. The Antichrist satanic government doesn't give them any money whatsoever. This is the Roman canon law from the Vatican and uh, his name was Niemeyer he said they won't give me anything and I've talked to many other people besides him since I've been out of prison and say the same thing soldiers then what and the graveyards are filling up full of soldiers there's so many of these memorial graveyards now that then they're all getting full fast okay and not only here but all over the world we're killing people that don't deserve to be murdered. We're murdering them. Then what? Verse 22. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with a sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. 
verse 23. And yeah, all these different things will pursue you and keep on you, and you won't be able to get rid of them. You'll go to doctors, and uh, they don't know what to do, and they give you sugar pills, and you go home, and they say, okay, well, they take your money and just give you some sugar pills. And uh, they, they don't know what to do. And you hear these doctors just, there's so many patients now that they just say, well, I think what you've got is this. They don't even really th- check you thoroughly because uh, they don't want to spend the money, especially when you're on welfare. Okay, and um, go ahead. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. In other words, the brass, you try to get up to the Lord to pray to him, and he won't answer you because you're a disobedient person. And disobedience is the same as witchcraft. If you don't obey the Lord, then you're a witch. And he said, I suffer not a witch to live. You disobey God and you're a witch. Well, not according to my, it's according to God's dictionary. All right. That's what his vocabulary says. Then what? Verse 24, the Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. So right here you see that God's promises um, are uh, real. And uh, he's not going to restrain his promises. Uh, So we have to meditate on these in order to remember them because the human brain is made out of dirt. Uh, so now he's, uh, he says, when you, you've looked at these promises and you've heard them, uh, and <clears throat> you put them to work, either you say, no, I'm not going to do it, I'm going to do it my own will, or else you go to work and put them to work so that they become effectual to you. They affect your heart one way or the other, uh, uh, either with the poverty of uh, the promises you say you want that or the riches of the promises then uh, you're going to apply them to yourself and then you go up to the throne of power if you want the blessings the promises of the blessings and spread it before the Lord thus the same thing David did Psalms 119.49, he says, uh, states, quote, remember the word unto thy servant. Oh, don't worry, David. He's going to remember that he said these curses will come upon you if you don't do what I say. And he's not going to forget that he promised. Uh, God keeps his promise. His promises are true, and he keeps them. And uh, it's going to happen to you if uh, you don't do what he says, and it'll happen to you, uh, the good things, if you do what he says upon which thou hast caused he david says you've caused me to hope i faith is the substance of things hoped for because i have faith in god i believe the promises and so therefore i have great hope that uh, when i do what he says the things are going to happen to me the way that he says so we must act out our faith in the power and truth of god for the performance of the promises. If we want 
God's promises to perform themselves for us, then we have to get busy doing His will. Amen? Amen. Because if you don't do what His will is, well, then he, there's not going to be any performance of His promise. Promises that are good promises, but it's going to be the performance of the evil that God promises us. Amen? So continue on there. Verse 25, The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them, and flee seven ways before them, and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. This is a promise. I promise, God says. Then what? Verse 26, And thy carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air, and unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away. Nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to take the even the beasts and the fowls of the air when they come down and pluck your eyes out and eat your face off. And when uh, there's sores, canker sores all over you, and the dogs, and when you finally hit the, gird, the earth, the dogs will come and lick your sores. And you know, dogs are nasty. They look cute. And if you feed them, they won't eat nasty things, but they will eat nasty things. Okay, so so we, you have to act out your faith. If you don't believe God, well, then you're going to do what you're going to do. But if you act out your faith on the power and the truth of God for the performance of, so that you can have the performance of God's promises on your life, and that against sense and reason. So it doesn't make sense to you that God will do all this to you. It don't make any sense at all. Or reason. But we don't walk by sight or what you, your carnal brain thinks. We walk by faith. If you have faith, you believe this, what is being read here. Amen? Amen. If you have faith and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God, and thou shalt be saved. Okay, so it's not, uh, it's totally against common sense and reason because our carnal brains are natural, but we're talking supernatural here. Amen? Amen. You have to, if you're a child of God, then you're supernatural. You're not natural. Okay, keep going. Verse 27, The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, and with the emeralds, and with the scab. Emeralds, that's like piles. You know, we can't use our carnal sense and reason which rise up to discourage us. For as your faith is feeble or strong on these, so will you draw little or much sweetness or uh, evil from the promises of the Lord. The saint's safety lies in the strength and faithfulness of God. If God wasn't faithful, we don't have any strength or power. But his uh, faithfulness is true. Um, so, the faithfulness of God, who is... God is the promiser. He's the one that's making the promises. He isn't some con artist, used car salesman that has bilked you before, or your wife or husband that lied to you, that they were not promiscuous, and uh, they lied to you. But this is God who is the promiser of all these curses and all these blessings. Okay, and then what? 
and with the itch whereof thou canst not be healed. Verse 28. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment Oh, do you see much madness in the world today? Amen. Amen. The president is nuts. Amen? Amen. Uh, And his administration, they're crazy. And they're getting crazier by the day. You got senators out there uh, molesting guys in bathrooms. You've got uh, uh, governors that are going to houses of prostitution and giving up their whole entire careers and embarrassing their families. Of course, the Lord, they're not saved. And if they get saved, they would be forgiven for it. But they've aced themselves out of any job in the world, which is fine because everybody should be serving the Lord. Amen. Instead of working in the world anyway. Then what else? Verse 29. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness. And thou shalt not prosper in thy ways. And thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore. And no man shall save thee. Verse 30. Thou shalt betroth the wife and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build an house and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Verse 31. Thine okay, op- this is we have to end here. We'll continue on with this, Lord willing, tomorrow. But my time is up. And so, you know, people, we name our own fate. We either uh, do what the Lord says and be blessed with the blessing promises, or we refuse to do what he says and we're cursed. So many people that they want to put in... Uh, eight to five or nine to five or whatever and uh, go home and then just uh, live their own life they're cursed because their brains don't have any power or anything else and there's no blessing on their life whatsoever so if you want the blessings the good blessings or do you want the curses that's up to you you have to make either one of them happen so if it's your choice that you want the blessings of the Lord and the chief one being in heaven forever, then say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of your Holy, of the Holy Spirit. You, Lord, um, will not turn me away. You saved my soul because I asked you to wash me in your precious blood and uh, drowned all my sins in the sea of your forgetfulness. Therefore, I know that you have heard me and I know that you have answered me and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my precious everlasting soul. And you've made me know that my life is worth something And all these curses will be gone if I just read your word and do what it says. And it's so simple after the Spirit has entered into me and I continue on to the end. Now just praise and thank the Lord. Read the King James Version of the Bible. Not the new one, but the old King James Version of the Bible. And share and tell the listening audience how they can receive a copy of program number 580. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. P.O. Box 6467, 
Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message directly from the Word of God. And all of his promises, the good if you do good, and the bad if you do bad. And here's Brother Marty Robbins to sing, When the Roll is Called Up Yonder, I'll Be There. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time will be no more. And the morning breaks the eternal bright and fair. When the sacred birds shall gather over on the other shore. And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn to setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder. Yonder, I'll be there.